What's everyone talking about? Yo, yo, what's the deal? We've got you covered. As we belly up. On the Steakhouse. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. All right, got to move fast here. Uh, Mark Cuban, after 16 years, done with Shark Tank. One of the greatest conceived television shows of all time. My son, who's 12, knows more about equity in a company, percentage of sales, understanding startup mentality. When I started my company when I was 28 years old, 29, 790 The Zone, big league broadcasting, I guarantee you I knew less than Bobby knows at 10 years old. Phenomenal show, not going anywhere. He's off a Shark Tank, though. Mark Cuban, one of the great hosts there. And one of the great guys, by the way. He's also doing something you never thought you'd hear. He's selling the majority stake um, to over $2 billion of the Dallas Mavericks to the Sheldon Edelson widow. Sheldon Edelson, one of the most powerful casino magnets in the world. He owns Venetian Palazzo. He owns casinos um, all over the world in Asia and Singapore. They want to get into the gaming business in Texas, where they're going to legalize gambling in Texas, sports gambling. And they're going to own the Mavericks, the Edelson family, and they're going to build a battery-type casino Everybody complex. Everybody wants a battery. Everybody wants one. And they want a casino next to it, right? New York's about to get one. That's the, right, that's the formula. Dallas Mets is about to get it, right? one. Sooner or later, Atlanta's yeah, going to have to do it. It's going to happen downtown. Battery doesn't have room for a casino right now. They don't need it. But uh, Mark Cuban's selling $2 billion worth. He's still going to be the decision-maker um, on the, running the Mavericks, supposedly, but he would not be the majority owner. Peter Schrager. How about this? He was looking at uh, the 50 years of hip-hop with the Falcons. He has done a phenomenal job on the NFL Network, and he was a former intern of mine on Mayhem in the AM with Mike Bell and company. He's talking about when he grew up in Atlanta. I went to school in Atlanta in the early 2000s, went to Emory uh, University, and this was at uh, the, the birth of a lot of this. Ludacris was the biggest star, but Jermaine Dupri, you talk about Celia Creek. I go back to the Dungeon family and, and the, what they had going on with all those guys. And it was it's not just the early 90s. Then you have the early 2000s because I was there for Michael Vick's rookie season mm. when you go to the Georgia Dome, and it was a cultural explosion in Atlanta, and it was amazing. Um, so you see some of these names. Uh, ironically, Scooter Braun was the club promoter when we were in oh, Atlanta yeah. in the early 2000s. <laughs> and Scooter, it, as we talk about it, got all of us in college into these clubs where these guys would be performing. I was at Club 112 watching the guys from 112 do Peaches and Cream when I was in college. Wow. <laughs> this stuff is all real. So, there was a cool mesh of like Atlanta and everyone was all in this thing. Great, great and, shout out. He just posted, because uh, I reposted that. He just posted, uh, well, he's posting back and forth, me and him right now. But Schrager mentioning he's never been so nervous as walking up Mark Price to do our morning show uh, when at 6 a.m. when he was a student at Emory. He said, I was so nervous. I want to talk to him about his free throw shooting, but I couldn't get the words out. So um, a lot of alumni coming out of there. He was one of the great ones. Awesome. Peter Schrager, great kid. You see the list of bars I just put up? Old school. Uh, and you want to contribute to it. Raccoon Lodge, Mako's Cantina, the Beer Garden, Tongue and Groove. Lulu's Bait Shack, the Dude, Park Lulu's. Bench. What about Bell Bottoms? Bell, that's my next one. Bell, mm. Bell Bottoms, Rose and Crown Club anytime. Backstreets, the whole deal. Uh, what else did we learn over the weekend? What do we have? Uh, Ohio State postgame show. Um, here's what happened. Two radio guys almost get fired by management when they decide we need to commiserate together. 
Are you telling me to hold off? I can't even see. We're holding off. Um, Ohio State football, they could have taken calls for 36 straight hours talking about how Ryan Day has failed them, I guess. Two radio hosts basically said, we're not playing commercials. We need to be here uh, for the fans. And management literally wrote them a note said, if you don't play commercials, you will no longer be on the radio. We'll try to find that. We got it. This is, they may take me off the air. This is good. Oh, the boss man has just walked in. We're we're gonna do this. Is that all right with you? We're gonna take. Well, of course, just, it's not all right not, with him. We're not gonna we're not gonna do the commercial break oh, here. That's, if that's yeah. okay. Okay, I don't want to eat my vegetables. Is that what this this no, is? No, I now? just I, I I think we'd have a better show today if we just went the whole way through and didn't take a break. The whole show. Yeah. Yes. I think that's where we are. I'll pay for the spots. You'll pay for all the spots take for them, the rest of the show. Take them out of my check. By the way, Fish, I will not pay for the spots. I just want to be very clear. <laughs> I was I'm not paying for them. That's so all that was them on the radio. Cooler heads so. prevail. That was Mike Riccardotti and Jonathan T-Bone Smith, who literally uh, was told, if this continues, you won't pay for the spots. You'll be outside the building when we're running them. Ooh. So, um, got to pay the bills, as they say That's in our business. Do your right? damn job. Yes. No matter what is in front of you. Do 